What? I'm a complex cat boy, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Craig has started recording. Craig is in the building. Hello, Craig. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if like uh you just hear Craig's voice, but it's like the FNAF uh security breach guy where it's mm. like great job. Craig is now recording. Speaking of which, I just got a notification for Jake's birthday tomorrow. Oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> it happened? I'm pretty sure. Oh no, 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 it's gonna happen, yeah. <laughs> Happy early birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was I Go ahead. Yeah, I work on my birthday, so it's Damn. not gonna be fun. That's Same. Crap. I didn't realize our birthdays were so close. But the ninth. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also going to be working on my birthday, so it's not great either. That's less cool, yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. But happy birthday to you. Thank you. Same to you. Early birthday, too. <laughs> Thanks. This is the birthday episode. Jake, are you going to get crunk for your 21st? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be 21. Yeah, you can um, buy alcohol now. I think my family is going to want me to. I've already drunken uh, some stuff. Hey, 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 hey. Uh-uh. We can't say that on this, on uh, a public. Uh, I have committed <laughs> multiple crimes. Craig can <laughs> talk in court all he wants. Jake, Jake just confesses to every crime. <laughs> I, I'm boring. I don't commit crimes. Welcome, welcome back to the bottom of the barrel where we confess our deepest and darkest secrets. <laughs> oh, it's called bottom of the barrel. Okay, speaking of which, I think I have to introduce the podcast. I think you should. Hello, and welcome back to Bottom of the Barrel, the show where we trudge through the absolute filth that is the bottom of cinema. My name is Gabe. I'm Katie. I'm Jake. Well, uh, welcome to Cream of the Crop, which is uh, a sub... I guess a sub-series, um, where we mm -hmm. talk about... Uh, mo anything movie related uh, typically it's going to be any movies any new movies we saw in the theaters um, or just any kind of big movie related news you know and today we're going to be talking mostly talking about the new A24 movie Talk to Me uh, which was released uh, I think a week ago uh, at the time of yes. July 28th yeah um but uh, Katie and I saw it early. We got an early screening. Um, Ooh! On the thanks to um, thanks to my job, we got tickets for an early screening on the nineteenth. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to see it see it early. Yeah, it was a it was a cool experience. Um, they had I don't think I know like big big uh, retail theaters. Um, have like early screening events that are mm -hmm. either a week early or on Wednesday instead of a Thursday. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen uh, like an early screening like this. And it was kind of cool. This was a lot of fun. Hmm. Well, um, my experience watching this, which I told Katie that I kind of watched it, 
in the se- and I haven't said I yet, did. but um, I watched the Amanda the Jedi video on it. <laughs> I fucking love Amanda the Jedi. Yeah. Um, since I was uh called into this kind of last second, I just I couldn't really watch it properly, so I just kind of like okay, I just need to know a lot of bits about it, and it's like I'm excited to do a proper watch of this. Yeah, it's a very uh, fun, it's a very fun one. I. I really, really enjoyed it, and I think, honestly, just about anybody would enjoy it. Gabe, are you going to get done? Are you going to finish eating? I'm finishing. <laughs> I finished my ramen. Nice. Um, but, yeah, um, this is the newest A24, um, so we're allowed to talk about it, and it's not part of the... Uh, it's not struck work, because A24 pays their employees and pays their actors and everything. We support yeah. A24. A24 just does everything better and mm-hmm. with better ethics. For the win. And they trust their creators too, which is just, honestly, it just shows so much that if you let people do what they do, amazing things happen. And honestly, that's probably a big facet of what, we, what we're going to talk about, or at least part of what we're going to talk about. You know, this was created by two YouTubers. Um, sorry, I already blanked on their names. Um, Danny and Michael Philippo, and like, it's we watched a um a, like a, a critique of this earlier, but I think it um it really nailed the idea that it feels there's like a an aura of YouTube in this movie. It has like a YouTube video feel in some parts of it with how. Uh, heavy it hits in certain points with the audio, stuff like that. It had a YouTube feel, but the um, the fact that A24 put that much trust into Danny and Michael to, to create a movie like this says a lot. Uh, yeah, th- I mean, this movie, it was made and submitted to a film festival, and then it was picked up by A24. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I th- I uh I can't I can't remember um if it was a short film first or if they just fully made the movie and then uh A24 decided to distribute it which uh could have been the, which could have been the uh the case. Um but yeah this movie is a lot of people are saying that it's one of the very few movies that deeply disturbed them. Um, of that course, would, I mean, one would be me. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I wasn't like super disturbed, but uh, I do think it, it's it's an incredibly well made movie. Um, mm-hmm. like you're saying, the the um, sound design is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead performance is just. It, without this lead, I don't think this movie could have worked as well as it did. Um, mm. Because the whole movie rests... Like, she carries the whole movie. Um, For sure. With her appearance, and I, or her uh, performance. And I love the use of practical effects. I mean, you know, horror mm. buff. So, you know, I'm going to love practical effects. And this movie had a, had a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we were uh, watching that uh, kind of behind the 
the scenes of this movie and specifically like the first scene where uh sophie's character like talks to the i guess talks to the hand um for the first time and the the like contact lenses that they used like oh the scleras yeah pure black eyes it was really cool i've uh um as our listeners may have heard me reference this person before but i'm a really big fan of uh mikey at glamangor um she's a great she has a great um youtube channel um focusing on you know special effects makeup and i've i've seen her use these giant black scleras that i think are the really similar to the ones they used in this this film and they're thick they're really thick black scleras um but i think they they worked really well to like give this it was a really subtle effect that um whenever the characters were possessed by the spirits just only changing their appearance with a little bit of makeup and the black scleras was it was like i'm sorry i don't know i don't really have the words for it it was just doing something that subtle i think did a did a lot um for those scenes they didn't go over the top with it like they it's just sort of a thing where they just a simple change just clues you into what goes in and then the performances do the rest basically uh, yeah i think so for the for that particular scene there is uh i guess spoiler free review uh up front go see this movie go support it uh a24 uh, we we love um mm-hmm. this movie's great and yeah it's made by youtubers which is really cool um the youtubers that made the like ronald mcdonald like horror shorts back in like the 2010s or something mm-hmm. um so go support it it's really good um very atmospheric uh it's pro- it's probably the this movie had a really tense atmosphere in a way I haven't seen in a movie in a while. Um, and the ending was mind-blowing. And uh, modern horror movies tend to fuck up their ed- endings. So mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. So go watch it. Uh, go support it. Um, I think it's been out for about a week now. Um, and it's the second highest-grossing A24 movie behind Hereditary. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like one thing that I know of, like um, from A twenty four, um, another horror movie, well, not really like a horror movie, but um, another movie that I felt like um, learning more about um, Talk to Me, an A twenty four movie that it reminded me of was a movie called Climax, mm. which um, it's it deals in like a group of dancers just in this area and they're just all there and they're all drugged and they all go through the worst trip. And it kind of reminded me of that because it's about drug abuse, addiction, peer pressure, and all the ways that being in a large group of people and just abusing drugs for this movie, it's more willingly using it and through peer pressure from peers and through like just the general party atmosphere. It it's definitely. Pretty... Sorry, go ahead. Like, yeah, it, I feel like it. Like, it reminded me of Climax a lot, and but just in a different, younger generation type way, with parties and people recording and all that. Sure. Yeah. 
I think something that um, that Danny and Michael did really well, and they talked about this in this in the behind the scenes thing that we watched, was that this is like supposed to take place in in present day, in immediately present day. So how? So they were trying to really delve into how how would this go viral if it if this was being filmed and put on the internet today? And I really think they. They kind of struggled with that. It really reminded me, it's kind of a bad example, but of bodies, 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 in, in the way that they really tapped into, um, like, I don't want to sound like an old person when I say today's generation, but today's young generation, uh, I think they really tapped into that. And it does, it, uh, and bodies, I'm pretty sure, is also a 24. Um, and they do it in a way where it's not condescending. It's not making fun of the generation. It's it's like it's presenting how. I mean, we're part of this generation, so it's presenting how we would respond to a situation like this. And uh, it's where it's it's another movie where it's like it's a cursed object and possession happens. So it's a possession cursed object kind of movie. So it's like your your Ouija's, um, I guess, kind of Hellraiser, but that that's more that's more uh, like demonic horror. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's it, it could have gone very wrong and very boring had um, had maybe a different studio or uh, less interesting filmmakers had done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it ta- it takes that simple concept, and and yeah, like you said, it makes it about about grief, about um, addiction, and it's yeah, it's it's re- it's just really good. <laughs> yeah, um, one thing that was mentioned in the Amanda the Jedi video was um, I think she mentioned that I don't know if one of the creators or just like um, is that they knew someone who was at a party, who was having a seizure due to drug abuse, and people were just recording him on the ground, and, and that was part of the inspiration for this movie. It's just how that, people will use it as a spectacle. And that really came through with this, because they... This movie offers a bit of, like, comedic relief in those scenes, because, like, they do this one bit where... I don't remember which character was getting ready to hold, to hold the hand, but... It must have been Mia because everybody raises their phone at the same time with the flashlight on or with the with their light on. And it it's it's a moment of comedic relief because we're like, oh haha, yeah, that is what we would do. But it's also it also is really disturbing because like you said, that's that's what people do nowadays is if somebody is hurting or struggling or having a seizure on the ground, we film it. We we don't step forward and help. We just film it. And that's, that's really scary to think about. Especially in a party atmosphere where people are drinking, people are already doing drugs, people are already just like, it's basically like, Hey, as long as you're having fun and it's crazy and it's wild, if someone gets hurt, it's fine. It's just, it's yeah. not thinking about the consequences. Right. As long as everybody ever... else is having fun around you, then it doesn't matter what's happening to you. As long as everybody else is enjoying it. I don't know if y'all been to a party, but uh, I haven't. 
but from what I hear and uh, the the limited knowledge I have of of things that resemble parties, they suck, and especially parties with people of this generation. Um, and it's it, it's a problem, but this movie and bodies they don't present it as as like a downfall to this generation if that makes sense it just it it presents the problem um in a comedic tone but if you if you're really like looking at it you understand uh the harm that it does and yeah like you said um uh the inspiration behind it is someone like uh is this person having a seizure everyone's like oh haha funny let's pull out our phones mm-hmm. um, and sorry go ahead I think I was done. Oh. Um, no, like you said, it's not that the, they don't present it as a downfall. They simply present it as a fact that this is just simply what is done now. And I think it's more, it's more so portrayed really well in the, in the, um, the cold opening scene. Um, oh, that this, cold opening was. Oh, amazing. Cause this, fire. this gas, this kid is having a full break, like a full mental breakdown, and everybody's just filming. Nobody's trying to help except his brother. And then he goes berserk and stabs every or stabs his brother and then stabs himself. Yeah, spoiler warning, I guess. Sorry, no, guys, but... I, I didn't realize we were out of the the spoiler free zone. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, I was for some reason I thought that like he shot them, but no, he has a knife because yeah, uh, yeah, the cold open, yeah, spoilers. We're getting into spoilers, um, but yeah, he like stabs his brother and then just the the shot a twenty four especially and all of their horror movies is really good at sound design with a shocking image, mm-hmm. and uh, and just the the shot which I think Katie you somehow blinked and somehow oh missed my gosh. this moment. Let, uh, me, let me tell the... you. Let me tell you because this was such a quick scene of it was just an instant of the character stabbing himself in the eye and somehow I don't know how somebody, somebody explained this to me. I blinked or glanced or something and I missed the half second impact of the knife, like I saw the knife coming, I saw it hit, and I saw it after, but I missed, somehow I, I feel like I missed like a half second of it by glancing or blinking. Because yeah. I didn't get the full effect that everybody else around me did, that I felt from everybody else. Yes, it, w- it was, even from what I saw, it was very shocking and very um, intense. I didn't get the full 100% effect that everybody else did. And I don't know how I managed to miss that half second thing. Yeah. Um, we learned later that this brother who is, uh, he, so the, the concept of it is that there's this hand that, uh, you, you like hold or like in the, the shape of a handshake. Um, you hold and you say, talk to me, and a spirit appears in front of you. And then you're supposed to say, I let you in, and that, de- and that spirit possesses you. Um, yeah. And it, it plays on 
uh, addic- uh, you know, like we said earlier, it plays on addiction because uh, Sophie goes down, goes down this rabbit hole and like keeps doing it and mm-hmm. try and tries to reach that high again. And it's, it, of course, it deteriorates in something much worse. Um, but it's it's this it's the story of someone trying to chase a high that they can't get again through a horror lens. There is, um, you you mentioned this theme of addiction, and I didn't, I honestly didn't realize it until we started talking about this theme. But that montage of this this group of friends doing it over and over, it is a montage of addiction. It's like there, a. It, it's it it feels like a montage of like of a drug montage you know mm-hmm. um which would be i mean there's many forms of addiction but that's kind of the, the 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 big one that we think of when we hear addiction sure everybody's high off their mind laughing and having a a great time but but you know that there's this um there's a there's a limit on each time you do it because you only have 90 seconds to enjoy it before they have to cut you off. And you yeah. know you know that if it's in the back of the audience's mind we know that oh this is this is great they, this must feel amazing but if this lasts too long they could literally die. And that's something that that is revealed through through one of the other characters. Yeah, and like through it like you like saying that everyone in the room is just doing it and just mm-hmm. and then if you see it it looks fun they make it look fun mm-hmm. with the risk of it the sinister undertone it's like drugs and alcohol it's like there's risks to it if you do it too much or if you're just unlucky mm-hmm. there's a chance it might go too far right and, and it starts it starts the cycle starts in a really interesting way because mia just like volunteers to do it because she she's at this party that she she only knows like one or two people and is really uncomfortable so she just wants to have that feeling of connection so she just volunteers because she thinks it'll make her you know look better or feel better with the rest of the group and then because of her volunteering more members of this this group of friends are are wanting are wanting to do it because they see how how fun it looks through her. So it's really interesting how the cycle starts. Yeah, and another aspect of it is that um, the main character, played by Sophie, mm-hmm. she, um, she's dealing with a lot. She's dealing with mm-hmm. a lot at home, and that sadness and depression and just anxiety right. is what pushes people to attempt these things, mm-hmm. even, at, even if there's a risk. Right. I honestly didn't even see that theme until we started talking about it here. I didn't put that together. Gabe, do you have yeah. anything to add? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, and when we finally build up to uh, what is essentially the, the climax of the movie um, is when... So Mia is... The best friend of I forget her name. Was it Jade? Uh, yes, Jade. So Mia is the best friend. Mia, uh, her and her father don't have a great relationship because we come we 
find out later that her mom, supposedly that we know of, um, died of an overdose and tried to call for help, but the, she couldn't get at the door in time or the door was locked or uh, uh, one of those. Because uh, if I'm remembering correctly, we find out that there were scratch marks on the inside of the door. Yeah, um, that she was trying to get out, but she was also she was collapsed in front of the door. Mm-hmm. And so her own so weight was like, blocking her way. She she right. couldn't get out. Um which I which I feel like is the it, uh her character represents the, the theme of the movie of dying of an overdose. Um mm-hmm. and that sets up the whole the whole addiction theme. But uh J- yeah, she so she doesn't talk to her father very much, so she's always at Jade's house. Uh who has a younger brother named Riley and her mom named Sue, which loves Sue. She has a great, great. she has a great line in this movie. Um, and I can't for the life of me remember uh, what it was. It's uh, she's talking to Mia and Jade in the in the room at some point, and she's like, "If I find out uh, about this party, like I, I will kill you or something like that." She says, like, on God, I will kill you. <laughs> oh, yeah. She goes, on God, I will kill you. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's really good. But uh, mm-hmm. the, the climax of this movie is they pressure... Well, they don't, they don't really pressure. Uh, Riley, the younger brother, wants to try the, the hand. He wants to uh, talk to a spirit. It's like a subconscious uh, form of pressure because they don't outwardly verbally pressure him into doing it. They verbally don't want him to because he's younger and they know the risks of it. Mm-hmm. But they like subconsciously um um what word am I missing? Peer pressure. Yeah, they subconsciously pressure him in that, you know, they're having so much fun and all he can do is just look at and just watch them. Yeah. So, um, so he wants to he wants to talk to the spirits. So, uh, uh, the Zoe who uh, has no, uh, Jade is telling them no is, you know, uh, is not having any part of this. Uh, but then they finally kind of convince Zoe. Zoe leaves the room, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they convince Zoe the who has the hand. The, the friend of theirs that has the hand um, to let Haley. Riley do it. It's Haley, um, not Zoe. Oh, Zoe's the, the actor's name, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haley. Uh, to, to have this hand. So, he does it uh, on the condition of only 15 seconds. But uh, once Riley gets possessed by this uh, spirit, shit goes batshit wild. Well, it starts out that um, the, the spirit oh, that is, yeah, right, right, right. is possessed, Riley, is supposedly, quote-unquote, um, Mia's mother that passed away. So Mia won't let him, or won't let Haley break the connection between Riley and the hand because she wants to talk to her mother. And we Excuse get a me. really, it's a, it's a really heartfelt and sweet moment. Excuse me for a second. Okay. Um, but uh, we, it's a 
it's it's a, it's a really good moment that kind of breaks the tension before it just you know absolutely goes wild where before uh, it absolutely devolves right where we find out that the that the spirit possessing Riley is not her mom uh, or does it change it's it must i think it just changes i think because, what uh, i think knowing the context of the rest of the movie i think what it is is the other spirits that want this boy um that were like hovering around him when mia was originally possessed took over riley's body which which we don't see those spirits um uh, towards the beginning of the movie where we get like the first talk to me scene um mia gets possessed and uh she points at riley and says like they want you or something um, mm -hmm. but we don't see those spirits until you know there's a there's a there's a clip later in this movie that is utterly terrifying mm -hmm. um, but uh, uh yeah i think uh the the spirit possessing riley kind of devolves from being mia's mom to just whatever fucking spirit possesses him and mm -hmm. we get some gory effects he start riley starts banging his head on the on the desk in front of him um like he start and then he starts pulling his eye out with his hand uh, which they stop him in time before he gets to finish. But then, here's, the uh, thing. here's the thing, though. You can, if you watch close enough on that scene, and that's hard to, you can see it lifting and see like the the rounded edge of the underneath of the eye. Yeah, it's coming out. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to say this. I know Gabe knows this, but I hate headbanging in horror horror movies. I hate it. It's my least favorite thing. Hereditary, the headbanging scene with um with the mother on the ceiling. I I can't watch it. it it's I have to look away. So this scene, I would Gabe can attest to this, but I was crawling up the back of my chair because it was hurting me so much to one see it, but with the sound with the the sound design, feeling it through the sound hurt me so much. That I I almost just covered my ears and cowered in my chair during that scene. It was awful. Yeah, it was good. It's great. Um, just hearing uh, like, oh, it was awful. It was great, actually. It, <laughs> it's both though it because tight. it was awful to watch, but it was an amazing scene. Mm -hmm. It was then, a really well designed scene. Yeah, Riley finally, I guess, knocks himself out or the like the the spirit knocks Riley out. Um, um, then... No, Jade runs in in the middle of his head banging and puts her hand on the edge of the table underneath his head and he hits her hand and then is un unconscious. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, he's kind of out for the count for the rest of the movie mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, so the rest of this movie is it's a it's a spire. It's a, uh, I, I guess, a spiral. I mean, there's a better word for it in relation to addiction, um, where uh, Mia she is constantly striving to see her mom again and trying to correct what 
I mean, she blames herself for what happened, and rightfully so. It was kind of sort of her fault. Um, mm. But we spend we we spend the rest of this movie with through her perspective of trying to get closure and figure out what's going on and save Riley. Because yeah, we well, find out that Riley's being tortured by all the spirits. Um, he's like in a, a li- in a state of lim- limbo. He's like yeah, he's in yeah. the like the the fucking insidious other side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the rest of this movie is it's and it feels it feels like the the entirety of the movie and the way it's structured it feels like uh you're on you're you're partaking in a substance because we have the build up you're like oh this is really cool we get that climax and then it nose dives for the rest of the movie spiraling out of control and mm-hmm. not knowing what's going on until we get to the very end which spoiler alert she's dead um okay sorry I'll no no, no it's no 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 it's not you i need to pause and find a charger for my computer okay. oh okay i'm at i'm at 20% it's not that i want to stop you it's that i need to step away for a second oh, okay. so elevator okay. elevator music for our audience i'm oh, gonna put some elevator music in there do it <laughs> i don't know elevator music <laughs> i don't know elevator i don't know the band i'm sorry if you want Elm's to know about elevator music, go check out our episode called Elevator. All right, we're coming back from elevator music. I found a charger <laughs> and I'm all good. Um, actually, I'm just looking beside my bed and there's a whole other charger right here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the bottom of the barrel where uh, we uh, can't see in front of us. Katie doesn't know shit, so don't worry about it. Welcome back to Katie doesn't know shit. Um, Katie's, if Katie's rambling during the rest of this, during the beginning of this episode, doesn't clue you in. Katie doesn't know shit. That's I know everything. It's fine. <laughs> Jake, no, this has been established since fucking freshman year of high school. Jake knows all, and there is no disputing that fact. Jake is omnipotent. Sure. Yeah, I I see shit. That's how it works. <laughs> Jake has has seen shit and will continue to see shit. That's really but, depressing. Yeah, but like, why would you do that to me? Why you would you curse up. Jake like that? You, I okay. First of all, the amount of times he has cursed me, I'm surprised I'm not dead. Uh, second of all, um, I didn't have a second of all. Um, that was it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a sweet person. I've never done anything wrong. <laughs> Christ Almighty. Is, is the Sorry guys, I'm I'm eating popcorn over here. So Jake is is the human equivalent of a cat. Like very 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 sweet once you get to know them, but up front could not care less about anything that's going on. I was trying to figure out where you were going with that analogy because there were so many other ways you could have gone. I mean, he's of a cat. What? I'm a complex cat boy, I guess. <laughs> Confirmed Jake is a cat boy. We're starting a, the cold open with that quote. Welcome back, welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome back to Bottom of the Barrel uh, Furry Edition. 
Oh no! Oh, not furry edition, please. Jake Catboy confirmed. Not clickbait. Um, what were we talking about? I think a movie. I think oh, there yeah. was a movie in there somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, uh, anyways, um, so at the end of the movie, it feels like we've come to the end of a of a um, of a of a drug spiral. Uh, because again, spoiler alert: uh, Mia dies because mm-hmm. she, uh, in because we we see the end of the movie and through or like the ending, so like the last twenty minutes or so, mm-hmm. through her lens, and we see that the only option that these spirits have given is to kill the spirit that is ho- that that is. Um, possessing Riley, mm. um, which what Riley, what Riley, uh, what Mia sees is that she's killing the spirits because we see that it's an old man that won't let go of him. So mm. uh, she, through the help of Ghost Mom, uh, goes to push Riley off of a cliff or off into the highway, but. Mm. Um, it turns out that uh, Jade had found out what was going on and saved Riley, and Mia ended up falling into the street and being hit by a car. Here's here's the thing that I didn't quite grasp, and this is probably the point of the ending, was that did Mia throw herself into traffic, or did Jade stop her from pushing Riley and pushed Mia instead? We see that Riley has like toppled out of the wheelchair. Right. So, He's on the ground now and Jade yeah. is holding him while not paying any attention to Mia. Yeah, the way I saw it is that she stopped Mia from pushing and in doing that Mia tripped or fell or mm-hmm. um but yeah, it, it is it goes it, it's probably the point of the end is that right. don't really know. Because from the, we see a shot from inside a passing car that ends up hitting Mia and, and swerving off to the side and crashing. But it looks like she's co- she comes from, pretty, from a high angle, in, a high angle into the, the car or mm-hmm. into, like, into the windshield. So to me, that, that makes me feel like she threw herself into traffic. Yeah. But the way that Jade looks holding Riley also makes it look like Jade either accidentally caused Mia to fall into traffic or pushed Mia to save Riley. Yeah. Yeah, because before Mia, before the car accident, we see the old man sitting in the wheelchair and not Riley. So right. through our eyes slash Mia's eyes, it's the spirit that we're trying to get rid of. But yeah. I guess in killing the spirit, you killed the host. Um, but, uh, we, the, the end of the movie is, uh, Mia walking through the hospital that is the primary location for the, the latter half of the movie, because mm-hmm. Riley is obviously very badly injured. Um, and she sees everyone okay and leave t- being discharged from the hospital. She sees her dad who... We kind of skipped over, but she kills thinking that because 
her ghost mom, who she's been seeing uh, like visions of, tells her that uh, there is a a possessed version of her dad, and that the one that she's been talking to for the majority of the movie is not her dad. It's, like that it's that there's a double, like an alternate right. of her dad. And we the that moment is uh demon dad has her pinned on the floor and she grabs a pair of scissors to stab demon dad but as that happens her real dad rushes in doesn't see anything of course so it's it's kind of a uh it's a reflection of what happened with her mom with mm-hmm. her dad rushing in and seeing what was going on um so he rushes over to save her but she's mid uh stab so she ends up stabbing her dad um in the neck and then jade uh drives her house and finds that and that's how we that's how she figures out uh, that mia's gone nuts but at the end of this movie she sees her dad walk out of the hospital without noticing her and we see her walk into this this dark room we see uh and we see a small light um in mm-hmm. in the uh in the distance which a light at the end of the tunnel yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. a light at the end of the tunnel but uh it's set up the initiation of this talk to me hand you have to light a candle first and then when you want the spirit to leave you have to blow one out so you have mm-hmm. to light the candle to summon the spirit and then open the door and then close the door open open the door and then when you blow out the candle it closes the door mm-hmm. um so we see a light, and yeah, I think as soon as I, at least as soon as I saw that light, I knew, like I knew where I was headed, because she walks over to this light and sees someone on the other end holding the talk to me hand, and Mia sits down, reaches her hand out, and then we are smash cut to a group of people around with the person that is doing the the talk to me ritual mm-hmm. and Mia is the spirit. So now it's, it's become that the Mia is now the spirit inside the hand or one of the spirits one of, yeah, yeah. in the hand. And it's just, it's so brilliant. It's just mm-hmm. really good filmmaking. <laughs> it, was, it was a really awesome ending. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this movie is really good. I recommend it to anyone interested in seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. And even if you're not, go see it. You know, uh, if you like horror at all, you probably already seen this or plan to at some point. But uh, I strongly encourage it. Yeah. Um. Since I haven't really fully watched this movie, I'm, I'm really excited. I really am. Like, I want to see all the like small details. I, I want to like watch this movie a few times and see if I can find any little details that might just completely nerd out for a while. I would, I would also like to watch this a couple more times, ideally in theaters, at least once more. I would like to, um, because this, I feel like sound design is at its peak in the theater. And I would, I would love to relive all those little details over again. the uh, my only issue with it is that I don't know if it was our theater or maybe it's just the movie. It was too loud for me. Like it hurt my ears at sometimes. Like the sound design was amazing, but I don't know if the theater was just loud or I think you may also have sensitive ears. 
which is weird because I can't hear a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I don't know. To me, it was a little too loud. But that, that I mean, that could have just been the theater or my ears or, you know, anything. But whenever this movie ended, I immediately wanted to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, that's never happened. And in, in a movie that's, well, like, it, that's, in a movie that's an hour and 50 minutes long, mm-hmm. that I... I never wanted to immediately want to rewatch a movie. And it was, right. so that's, it's something. Um, amazing performance by Sophia Wilde. Mm-hmm. She really did carry this entire film. But that's not to say that the other characters were slacking because all, I, I believe all of the actors put on a really great performance. And I think oh, yeah. those scenes when it was that, that large group of teenagers, there was a lot of, of really good energy and I, I really enjoyed that it's yeah the energy in that uh, those scenes were it's just wild like it, it exploded mm-hmm. onto the scene so mm-hmm. jake um final thoughts on uh the talk to me i know you haven't seen it but uh um yeah um i love a24 i love all this stuff that they do they 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 try things that other companies would not try like you talked about giving YouTubers a chance to make a movie. Like, that sounds like a laughable thing, but they did it in the right way. Like, I, like they've done it with other movies like Climax, where like all the actors were just, were not actors, but dancers that they hired to play the part of dancers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they do that a lot, where they just try to be experimental and take risks that other companies would not do. Other companies would not allow people to express their creativity and their talent to the full extent of what they want because mm-hmm. it's not safe. It's like that so, one Clint, uh, that one Clint Eastwood movie where he uh, about soldiers and he hired real soldiers, and it was one of the worst acted movies of recent times. Oof! Oh. Now we just gotta wait on 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 Markiplier's Iron Lung. Now we just gotta wait on that. Uh, yeah, th- that's another example of. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's self-funded or if a studio picked that up. I don't know, but but I think if we look at this is okay. This might be you know, this is kind of a bad example, but if but when I think of YouTuber made movies slash videos slash short films, I always go to to Markiplier's. Um, projects like a heist with markiplier and and in space and see i thought you were going uh down the fred the movie or smosh the movie route no um, absolutely but, not, that was not but that's 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 a, that's a great um like, uh, that's a great example of what not to do like an uh the opposite side of the coin the the two very different possibilities with um youtuber made movies we have fred in the smosh movie on one side and then in space with markiplier and um and talk to in, me on the other side inside there are two wolves oh, <laughs> and both yeah. of them are from smosh <laughs> it's like, just the internet well, Anthony. like with youtuber movies a lot of them feature the youtuber and are about the youtuber and it's like almost like an ego trip where it's mm-hmm. like Hey, we have the money to fund an entire hour and a half of just me doing my humor, and we have to somehow make a story about it, when usually I just do, like, 
20 minute videos and that's all mm. the content that people that I'm used to. But right. no, like this is about a story about something that they about an issue that's real and that people and it's like actually uses proper like actors, proper like writers, proper mm. like just like just so much that's actually about movies that you would want in a movie. Right. This yeah. was a real creative project from that, and the creatives just happen to be YouTubers. Yeah. It's also like on on the bad YouTuber movies. It's just like, yes, ignorant studios being like, "Hey, this is really popular. We should make this a movie so we can make money off of it." And mm -hmm. let's make five Fred movies for fucking who knows why. Yeah, like one thing I remember hearing about the Smosh movie is that like the the company that bought Smosh was like, hey, we're gonna do everything and have you two try everything and mm -hmm. you sign on to all of it. And so that's yeah. why I did everything. And that's probably why it was so terrible. <laughs> yeah, and which like as far as I know, Anthony and Ian hated every aspect of that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, but it uh, it exists. But now they own Smosh again, so you know, hopefully, hopefully something some good comes of that. A Smosh they've movie been, too. They've making, yeah, <laughs> they've been making some good stuff recently. So, yeah, I love. Uh, speaking of uh, Anthony and Talk to Me, uh, Anthony just did a a uh, interview with the directors of Talk to Me, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need uh, to go watch that that interview. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, I am excited for Iron Lung. Uh, like you were saying, um, Markiplier is another example of YouTubers that start doing uh, video-related content. Well, I mean, video they always do videos. But um, story-based content, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and it turns out pretty pretty good. And he got nominated for an Emmy for In Space with Markiplier. Mm -hmm. so. so that's pretty cool. And I'm, I'm I'm sure Iron Lung will do well with Mark fans and people. I'm who sure. I've seen the trailer and they're like, "Hey, I know that guy. That's the that's the Five Night. That's the FNAF guy, right?" Right. Um, Gabe, any last thoughts about Talk to Me? I don't think so. I think I kind of just uh, said all I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. Any uh, any movie news that anyone read up about, or any good movies that? Anyone has seen as of late besides Talk to Me, of course? Um, recent, like recently released movies or just movies that we've just recently happened to watch on our own time? Could be anything. I mean, with the strike, it's kind of like. Yeah, that's also true. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is the, the strike, it's kind of like, what are we allowed to talk Like, what are we allowed to talk about and what is okay to talk about? So we may just end this episode right here because, you know, it just kind of depends on... I mean, we like, did just watch the first two Kingsman movies. Yes. Which were fantastic. Were really good. Um, I know that I recently watched the new Into the Spider-Verse movie. Oh, did you? What'd you, uh, what'd you think? Um, I watched it in theaters, but unfortunately the theater I went to had very uncomfortable seats and oh, no air God. conditioning. Oh, so, yeah. oh no! So um, I, I'm I I want to watch it again. Just when I'm not completely uncomfortable and feel pain in my spine because the seats are so bad. Yeah. So it, like it looks beautiful though. I like I wasn't really able to appreciate the story, but 
the visuals are just amazing. Yeah, Across the Spider Verse mm-hmm. is really, really amazing. Um, just incredible work. But uh, yeah, we did watch the two Kingsman movies. Um, those were a lot of fun. I wasn't expecting to like them that much. Um, uh, there is a scene in the first one that's. Uh, I was originally going to rate this uh, that first one four stars. Cause I was like, you know, I mean, it, it's good, but I don't think it's perfect. And then we get uh, a scene where uh, a, a man murders a whole church full of people to Leonard Skinner's Freebird, and then I I think I internally combusted. Um, that scene is so fucking incredible. So I give it another star. Five star movie, folks. Uh, specifically for the Freebird scene alone. We uh, we also rewatched uh, the movie Hoodwinked. Have you seen that, Jake? Oh. Oh, I think I watched that like a long time ago. Yeah, like one second. I remember like isn't like a it's a really weird movie, right? It's 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 kind of like Knives Out meets Shrek. Um, oh yeah. Also, really, really bad animation. So it uh, yeah, that I think is one of the things that things that it's infamous for. It's like it's food fight level bad. Um, <laughs> this animation is. Uh, absolutely and for those who understand the food fight reference i uh applaud you for just being in the any kind of uh fucking uh proximity to that movie but uh the animation is genuinely atrocious and uh apparently it's because it was um it was animated uh in the philippines but uh it was a studio that didn't really do uh, full length animation. They just kind of did commercials and stuff. Uh, but to save money, they they went to that studio and they just didn't know how to animate a movie, and so we got that. But Hoodwinked is an example of you don't really need perfect animation to tell a really good story. It's a great movie, but the uh, it uh, it's just you have to look past the animation. But it genuinely is very funny and very as uh, well written. I did, Sorry, they did a I sequel that look... Go ahead. They did a sequel that looks better, but it wasn't. And again, that's an example of like, well, uh, first one looked terrible, so now we got to put more money into the animation and not so much the story because that's what people are going to be looking at is the animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it was garbage. Sorry, I was trying to look up like. Um top grossing horror movies on opening weekend but it looks like a lot of these haven't been updated um or are kind of older art- articles cuz a lot of them are still saying uh it 2017 um i think it still is ha- had the highest grossing opening weekend um i think it like current like 2023 i think it still technically is really yeah um okay um, and I, close I, I, behind it in second is Halloween 2018. Fuck yeah. And you want to know number three? What's up? Us 2019. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Getting, uh, getting some Jordan Peele in there. For sure. I appreciate, I appreciate that. that. Number yeah, five. That's, You'll that's never guess I, number five. That what? Try and guess. It's a 2011 movie. I'll give you that hint. Cabin in the Woods. No. Um, 
I don't remember years. <laughs> 2011, and it was a horror movie. Yes. We're kind it of is towing a... the line. We're towing the line of like what I think we're allowed to talk about during the strike, but like I don't don't know about this. I'm looking up 2011 movies. <laughs> don't, okay. say like, don't say it because I, I want to try to guess it. Um, it is a um, it's technically a prequel, but it is. Should I tell you? What number, like, what number installment it is in the franchise? No. Is it like, it, it, if oh, it's, it's like a, a long franchise, it's probably like The Conjuring or something, because those had like a lot of movies. Not The Conjuring. No, because The Conjuring, the first Conjuring didn't come out to 2012, 2013, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, yeah, it's weird because the, uh, the movie's been around forever. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been around for 10 years now. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it only came out in 2013, 2011, and it's technically a prequel. Oh, why am I blanking on this? Do you want to know the number that the installment no, is in the franchise? No, no okay. I don't, but it's a franchise. It is a it's franchise. A horror franchise. Trying to the think. only one that I can think of is Scream 4. No. That's not it. It's a franchise. came out in 2011. Is it Saw? No. No? Uh... You do not like this franchise, I don't believe. I don't like this franchise. Is it the I don't know. It's not Leprechaun because I know for a fact that <laughs> Leprechaun would not make that much money. <laughs> no. Uh, isn't isn't Paranormal Activity very popular? Oh, is it fucking Paranormal Activity? Uh, the fourth one. It's oh, the three? third one. Okay. Yeah. It ha- like it's opening activity. weekend. It's opening weekend. It made fifty-two million. I hate that. I hate that it made uh-huh. money. I hate yeah. That. I hate that people paid money to go see a movie like this. I'm just really shocked that it's number five. I forget that five. the third one's a fucking prequel. I hate that so much. It's actually above The Conjuring. The Conjuring is number seven. Oh. Really? I mean... Both those movies like have like a lot of them, and they just kind of bleed together in my head. Paranormal yeah. Activity number two is number eight on the on the list. Oh Christ! Um. So what's number six? Give me a year. Number six. Hang on. Uh, twenty eighteen. Oh. Oh. Uh. No. Get out was twenty seventeen. Um. Twenty eighteen. What a year. <laughs> a high-grossing horror movie. I think this mainly grossed so high because of the... I don't know if he was the director or producer, but he also starred in it. Starred and maybe produced. Yeah, maybe directed or produced. Can you give me me the the first letter? A. A? A? Movie that starts with A. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so that. <laughs> uh, Bye. We lost, we lost Katie. So, um. <laughs> oh, hi. The first word of the title is A. 
as above, so below. Um, Sing the single the yeah a like a a something. Uh, I'm trying to think of like I'm looking through the movies from 2018. Like, what would it be? But 2018 starts with a. A time to remember. Um. Oh, it's a quiet place. Duh. Uh, John Krasinski, yeah, he he wrote and directed it and then produced it. So, like, he did a lot of the behind the scenes. Um, damn, okay. Well, uh, that might have to conclude t- uh, today's episode because Katie, uh, <laughs> I think Katie's computer blew up. Um, it didn't blow up. It's just in the other room glitching out. I think it's because it's at 5% battery. <laughs> so, yeah, that has been uh, Cream of the Crop. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed, uh, yeah, part two, I guess, technically. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Bottom of the barrel. Uh, give it. Shoot us an email. Bottom of the barrel pod at gmail.com. Two L's on the Instagram and email. Uh, follow us on our personals. Um, check out GMC Films. Uh, I see her. Um, Jazzy's staring into our souls at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, Jake, you want to plug anything? I don't do anything. Uh, well, support movie people, especially A24 and the actors and writers and all that. Yes, uh, support the SAG, AFTRA, and um, WGA. We, we, we support them. Um, and if you can, kill corporate people who just don't care about people's lives. I want, I'd prefer them gone, please. Eat the rich. I mean, that's just a motto to live by. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you back in the next uh, terrible movie. Heard me. Uh, Next bad movie episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.